Welcome to Subscribing to Wellness, the show where Rachel Newman and myself, Daniel Fairman, sit down with leading founders, executives, and investors committed to building a healthier future for consumers. So I know there are a million protein powders on the market these days, but when I tell you that this protein powder is my absolute favorite, I mean it. Sprout Living makes plant-based protein powders that help support my active lifestyle. Sprout Living only uses real, powerful superfood adaptogens and nootropics. Their blends are not only tasty, but also functional. No gums or thickeners like most protein powders use. No natural flavorings, just the whole real deal ingredients. My personal favorite is the vanilla leucoma. Head over to go.sproutliving.com backslash subscribing to wellness and use code SUB2PROTEIN for 20% off your order. Today on Subscribing to Wellness, we are joined by Amin Bahari of Elite Sweets. Elite Sweets is on a mission to redefine sweets. Elite Sweets is maker of the Elite Donut, a protein-packed, low-sugar donut that is keto-friendly, gluten-free, soy-free, and delicious. Amir and Amin were recently named Forbes 30 Under 30. Their donuts are all over Amazon and are starting to scale at 7-Eleven. Amin, welcome to Subscribing to Wellness. How are you? I'm doing well. Appreciate you having me, Daniel. No, appreciate you joining. Um, big fan of Elite Sweets. Got to try the product a long time ago. Um, know you've had quite a bit, bit of success since then. Would love to open it up to you to just hear a little bit about how you came up um, with the idea for the company. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, you know, growing up, I didn't think I was going to be selling donuts, but, you know, here I am today, right? So, uh it kind of really goes back to uh, my days in high school. So myself and my twin brother, who's also the co-founder of Elite Sweets, uh, we started, you know, uh, I guess uh, growing up, we come from a family with diabetes and obesity, and we were really on the verge of it ourselves. We were extremely overweight. You know, at age 16, I weighed 340 pounds. And, um, you know, I, I knew that was the life I wanted to live. I saw how, you know, these diseases affected you and the negative effects of it. And, um, that's not how we wanted to live. And so we, my brother and I, we kind of went on our own weight loss journey. We adopted like a, a high protein keto lifestyle. And in just over a year, I lost 140 pounds. He lost wow. 100 pounds himself. Yeah. And so um, that's really kind of where our passion for health and fitness began. And, you know, just to kind of, uh, I put a timeline to it. That was back in high school. And so it was years later, I was a, a student at the university of Texas. And during my time there, you know, I was working with the Texas football team. We were surrounded by high protein cookies, brownie shakes. I mean, all these kind of like better for you products. Um, and we would eat that stuff all day long. But at nights, we always kind of found ourselves at the local donut shop, uh, you know, three to four times a week, really just kind of being college students on a, on a budget. It was just always open late nights. And um, one day after eating the donuts, we kind of thought to ourselves, like, what if there was a healthier alternative to this, like a better for you version that's high in protein, low in sugar, something that could be like part of the athlete's meal plan. And uh, that's how we got started. It was just one fateful day. Um, you know, we we went home and got some ingredients and got to work in our apartment kitchen. And uh, really, thus Elite Sweets is born. Yes. I mean, down in Austin, there's so much uh, like great, just like dessert, like barbecue. So I can imagine um, you guys making a few visits to places like that. Was Lenny, so Lenny and Larry's, was that like an inspiration for you guys? Was that one of the cookies that like the football players were eating? Because 
I don't know. Sometimes I think of your product and I think of like Lenny and Larry's being this kind of high protein cookie alternative. Is that something that you guys were inspired by or, or is it, was it something you hadn't really looked at? Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, those are the things that we'd eat all the time. And, you know, we saw kind of what was these better for you options, if you will. And we we're eating the cookies all the time. And then when you kind of look at the ingredient label, it's like, eh, you know, it's packed with a lot of sugar and things like that. And, and no knock on them, but it's just like, that was the reality of the product. And we we're like, you know, we wanted to create something that was better for you. But um, I think overall, the trend was kind of um, living in Austin, you know, that's where Whole Foods is headquartered. You know, there's a, there's a health consciousness, like buzz that goes on in the city. And I think we saw companies like Lenny and Larry's who kind of pioneered the protein cookie. We saw the Halo Tops of the World with ice cream mm. and um, kind of smart sweets with candy. And we just saw this trend in the shift in health consciousness. And, um, you know, obviously we saw donuts as being kind of a really large market opportunity. Everyone kind of loves donuts. And uh, just didn't it, it just didn't make sense to us that there wasn't one already. And so we thought, you know, if not us, someone else would do it. And that's really how we got started. But yeah, definitely. It was just kind of that appeal to those individually packaged, you know, um, better for you, the functional snacks. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I feel like that better for you confectionery movement. You, you named some great examples, right? Like super coffee as well, getting rid of sugar and coffee. Smart Sweets, Getting Rid of Sugar and Candies, Halo Top with Ice Cream. Those are Lenny and Larry's Cookies. Those are great examples. And now you guys with donuts. Um, and so it sounds like like from a scientific perspective, right, like with weight loss, it's all kind of, it sounds like about reducing sugar as well as kind of reducing um, calories. And so like when you were kind of setting out to build your product um, and really make donuts better for you and a bit cleaner, how did you like think strategically about formulation as a means of landing on that perfect kind of donut that was, that was better for you and able to, you know, enable um, consumers to have better health outcomes? Yeah. So uh, I guess we kind of had like uh, our overarching um, goals or targets with the product that we wanted to hit. Obviously we were not food scientists or don't necessarily have a culinary background. So uh we got to give credit to kind of the food scientists and the people we brought on board to really kind of help make it possible. But I think kind of our initial approach was when you look at donuts holistically, you know, it, it's not something that people just eat one of, right. It's um, it's something that, you know, if it's sitting at the office, someone brings them in or whatever, you're eating, you know, two, three, if you're like me, maybe half a dozen of them. And so I think when it, um, the first thing was kind of the portion control aspect of it is the individually packaged kind of, uh, ready to eat single uh, serving. And so that was kind of the, the start of it. And then um, keto was kind of a, a really big trend. And so we wanted to really capitalize on that, the low carb movement. And so really focused on low carb, low sugar, like I said, diabetes is something that runs in my family. Um, so I'm always, that's one of the things that I'm always looking for on the labels, um, you know, no sugar and high protein. And so I think just kind of put all that together in, uh, in one product, we really wanted to be a, a functional product, but obviously still wanted to taste good. So I think that was kind of what we were always looking for something that was better for you and really focused on kind of the individually packaged portion control aspect. Yeah, makes sense. And so you've landed on a donut that is and correct me if I'm if I'm wrong, but 170 calories, 11 grams of protein and three grams of net carbs, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah, that's awesome. And and so and then when you were thinking about flavors, were you just thinking through what are kind of like some of the most common flavors that consumers love to kind of consume when they choose a donut? 
Yeah, it was a little bit of kind of looking at the 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 market when it comes to donuts, uh, just like traditional donuts, and kind of looking at some of the more um, classic, you know, uh, protein flavors, whether it be protein bar, protein cookie. And so that was kind of the approach we took, you know, the, obviously we, we have a, our chocolate donut. So that's kind of traditional with the chocolate donut. We have a, a birthday cake donut, which is kind of more of your classic, like similar to glaze, but also kind of birthday cake is, is a real popular one in, in the category. And then cinnamon sugar is just being kind of like a, you know, a, a popular flavor within donuts. And just, I think those three core flavors, if you kind of look across a you know, the brands within the category and kind of the sports nutrition category, this seems to be kind of like the the standard of, you know, maybe top sellers, if you will. And so that that's kind of how we got started. We really wanted to kind of focus and narrow down on just a few flavors. And, you know, those are the ones that stuck in the early days. We kind of had like a, a peanut butter and then uh, that one kind of dwindled down. Um, you know, it wasn't it, it did it didn't work in with our manufacturing process. It was kind of the least popular flavor, although my personal favorite. And so, mm. uh, just kind of really uh, looking at the feedback and from a early stage manufacturing standpoint, um, that that's kind of how it all came together. Nice. And what is the best seller between the three flavors? The cinnamon sugar. So they're yeah. pretty close. That's uh, my favorite. Back. Yeah, variety pack is really the uh you know the the best seller. So they they're pretty even in terms of sales, but the the cinnamon sugar has a has a slight edge on them. Nice. Yeah. I, and I also remember I was thinking it reminds me of like when Quest Bar, maybe it was Quest or was it one bar? I can't I can't remember, but they were very they I, I remember they made a lot of noise with birthday cake. Um when when they came out with that flavor as well. So um, and so then I love to shift the conversation. Like, I think, uh, it's pretty interesting right now. A lot of brands that had a lot of success doing direct to consumer are seeing a, a CAC environment. That's a lot more challenging that, that makes kind of running a DTC business a lot more expensive. And then you, you also tack on the inflationary environment and the impact that has on supply chain costs. And it really is, has made it hard for some digitally native brands, um, lately. I guess I would just be curious when you guys have been really focused on Amazon for a really long time um, from the get-go. Some brands, you know, have basically made an entire business through Amazon. Other brands have struggled to kind of make Amazon work. What was kind of your guys' thought process um, in terms of going kind of with Amazon from the get-go and making that a core kind of part of your, your channel strategy? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So I think just kind of take it back. So originally we started online, kind of direct consumer on our own site. And the idea behind that was just there's really no barrier to entry. You know, we don't you don't have to have a broker. You don't have to have a distributor. There's no like um, there's no barrier. There's no uh, it's just an easy access to market. So it's just kind of quick way to get started. Um, and obviously we were doing that. Things were going well. And then you know, there's, there was a shift um, with the pandemic, you know, privacy updates, kind of anything that could have gone wrong, <laughs> went wrong. And so that's when we kind of looked to shift towards Amazon. We we knew kind of retail, our retail presence was going to be delayed just due to kind of the pandemic and buyers not uh, looking for new products or kind of category reviews being delayed. And so that's what made us really double down and focus on Amazon. I think just generally Amazon is... Uh, the largest e-retailer. So that's where people are doing most of their shopping. It's easier for us to convert a customer 
on Amazon than it is to go uh, to, you know, our native site because people are already shopping on Amazon. So for them to add to their car, you know, it's, it's an easier conversion for us. And so that's when, that's really where we uh, shifted our focus was, you know, we knew that retail is our long-term goal and that's where we wanted to be was kind of play in uh, the retail stores. And we knew if we were able to show success on Amazon, that that would translate. And so that was kind of our, our big thing was, let's let's launch on amazon let's get this data and you know we can use that as our pitch to retailers in the future and so you know we've become the number one selling donut on amazon we you know we're we're working on stacking up reviews um to just show you know real life feedback what the customers are saying about the product and you know in turn i think that's going to help get us to get us into retail doors uh when the time is right and so that was really kind of our shift it was just acknowledging that you know consumers are shopping on amazon and um you know you have to meet the consumer where they already are it's hard to change consumer behavior and so i think that would that was a critical uh, aspect to it for us and so what has it been like just in terms of your relationship with amazon like have they have they been great partners in terms of sharing data is it sometimes a challenge or like how, how does that work in terms of just the way you've approached kind of your partner there yeah, no, I think Amazon has been great. We we uh, started off in the uh, Launchpad program with Amazon, so having access to you know special benefits and you know um, perks that maybe a traditional a normal seller wouldn't have. So I think Amazon has been great with that. In terms of data, you know, it, it is a little bit tougher to get that, but I think from an overall selling perspective to lead with lead in the category, you know, to have positive reviews, to really have that, um, that trend of positive uh, feedback and reinforcement from Amazon. I think that that's kind of the critical thing that, uh, you know, retailers are looking for, or, um, you know, buyers are looking for from a retail perspective, you know, they're always kind of looking for the next best thing for their shelf. And when they're kind of reviewing the categories within Amazon and they're always looking at the top selling products, because obviously that that's kind of has uh, some proof of concept, if you will. And so I think that's been great. Uh, and I think that that's kind of been what's driven our success. And Amazon has been a huge part of our business. Yeah, it's interesting. I remember like, like obviously in retail, there's, there's often pay to play and, and you're often supporting like TPRs and promotions. And then when I was working in CPG a while ago, um, it was all about kind of deciding if we wanted to make that purchase of kind of like the SEO for like the category that like you were like playing, like I was working in water. Um, and it was like, you know, do we bid on when someone searches for premium water or just water in general being the first like image, first product option that comes up? Um, so obviously there's also a lot of investment decisions that I'm sure you guys are kind of faced with in order to ensure that you guys, um, have as much success as possible on Amazon as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think you're right. And, and that's what we did, you know, early on is we invested in a great team. We actually brought on some of the guys from, uh, RX bar who kind of launched, uh, their Amazon business and they're, they're helping us kind of get started and replicate that playbook and success that, you know, a company like RX Bar had to uh, to replicate that playbook for Elite Suites. No doubt. Uh, switching topics, Austin. I feel like in terms of CPG entrepreneurship is flourishing. Like you had Human Co open up shop there, Redbud Brands. A lot of entrepreneurs starting companies. It feels like now in Austin, or at least an increasing amount. Um, who have been 
kind of some of your biggest mentors throughout the journey? Um, and what has been your experience kind of just being part of the Austin community? Yeah. Um, you know, I think because Austin is so supportive of food and beverage, you know, that that's really what helped us get started in the early days. You know, we were always kind of attending local events um, straight out of college and just kind of always the youngest people there just just trying to learn and pick up a little bit of knowledge. But I think the people who have been the most helpful is definitely the super coffee guys. Um, you know, they're not originally from Austin, but they moved down to Austin and kind of made it their headquarters, which is just really awesome. And we brought the, those guys on as, you know, advisors, board members. And um, I think, you know, what they've done in such a short period of time is just, just speaks to, you know, their su success, their attitude, and um, really their resilience as entrepreneurs. And I think, um one thing that we really that resonates with us is you know these guys are young you know they're hungry they're uh taking market share from you know quite frankly some of the biggest guys in the uh in the industry and so i think they've been really critical to our success whether it's been kind of you know learning from them uh introductions to investors um and just from an advisor's perspective those guys you know without them we wouldn't be here today so i definitely got to give credit to Jimmy, Jake, and Jordan, uh, great guys over there. Um, and yeah, I just think just generally the Austin community has been great. One of our other advisors, his name's Nick Ingersoll. He's uh, the co-founder and CMO of Barnana. He also moved to the Austin area. So it's great that like all of our advisors randomly just decided to move to Austin. And I think it's, it's great for the community because it's really fostering, uh, you know, it's a, it's a home for these entrepreneurs and food and beverage entrepreneurs. So it's been really cool to see the growth uh, over the last few years yeah yeah it's awesome to hear we had jordan uh on the podcast a long time ago he's he's definitely one of the best huge that's one of the few brands man like it's funny i even though i've, I've been involved in kind of cpg both like operating investing a bit as well as i truly rarely ever go on subscription for like any product i just don't like i really on a weekly basis, like I just, I eat meat and I eat plants and like, I don't buy that many like branded products all the time, except for the fact that I'm constantly sampling branded products. Super coffee might've been like one of the first branded, like early stage CPG products that I actually like went on subscription for and was buying like on a religious basis. I just love it. I love the ritual, the morning ritual with it. Um, it, it really is a great product. Um, so yeah, I'm glad that you, that you've got to work with those guys. They're awesome. Um, there's just such a, uh, there's just a ton of synergy with coffee and donuts, right? I mean, yeah. kind of like keto, low sugar coffee and donuts. So, um, it just made a ton of sense. And obviously what they've done is just incredible. Yeah. I, I would, I would, I could see like a formal like partnership there with some kind of like Instagram partnership or, um, coffee coming and donuts. Soon, man. Coming soon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Last last kind of question, and I talked to you about this a while back, but you ultimately made the decision to kind of reformulate the product a bit based off some consumer feedback that you got. What are you guys kind of doing in terms of reformulation? Yeah, definitely. So I think, you know, the first couple of years for us has been just really a learning experience. It's all it's all new to us and just kind of taking in, you know, the feedback from customers, um, retailers and things like that. And so um, you know, our current product has a limited shelf life. It's actually stored frozen and has an ambient shelf life of really just about a month. And so, um, you know, for us, we knew in order to take the business to the next level, retail distribution was really going to be kind of uh, the key uh, factor for us. That's going to be what kind of takes us to the next level. And so, uh, you know, with our current product, 
we were limited in shelf life. And so that, that was a huge challenge for us as we kind of approach retail, because when we kind of look at our target market and, you know, the health conscious uh, consumer, you know, the young, um, young professional who's living a healthy lifestyle, you know, we wanted to, to meet them where they already are. So we were looking at kind of uh, convenience. We were looking at, you know, your specialty. So your gyms, nutrition shops, things like that, in addition to grocery. And the problem we had with our product and talking to these buyers is, you know, well, if you look at kind of like a GNC or a gym, they don't have freezers, right? And then uh, being a frozen product is not where we want people to discover us or that doesn't kind of align with our brand. And so I think that's why we really made that conscious decision to to reformulate and create a shelf-stable product because, you know, you don't want to find us. You're not looking to find our product necessarily with the waffles or the ice cream. You, you want it to be next to the, the protein cookies, the protein bars, things like that. And that's really why we we made this shift uh, with the reformulation. So we just finished it. Uh, things are on track for our launch in November uh, this year. So we're, we're super excited about that. But I think it was really important for us in order to expand the brand to make sure that we could get distribution and really align with where our consumers uh, are shopping. And so that, that was kind of the big uh, deciding factor on the reformulation. Yeah, hugely helpful, I'm sure, for like logistical operations, unit economics. Um, I know Super Coffee did that as well, right? Like I think they, they had launched refrigerated, now they have shelf stable as well. Um, so it makes complete sense. Um, and I guess just last question is how, I mean, is you, you mentioned a big part of the business has been Amazon. Is, is kind of your full focus now like really getting into like retail at greater scale? Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll always kind of maintain the omni-channel approach. Obviously, online is going to be a huge part of our business uh, always. But I think uh, retail is is going to be the primary focus for us. I think that's really where we're going to see the most uh, growth. And for us, we kind of call it the inflection point for the business is just building that brand, right? I think people are still shopping in stores for these types of product for the more convenient, ready-to-eat stuff is kind of a impulse buy in stores. And so that is going to be a huge focus of ours. And we're really excited kind of for our retail launch in 2023 and uh, just really focused on kind of supporting that. But online will still be a big part of our business. Um, but I think even bigger will be just kind of the retail and uh, just the ability for people to find us in stores. You know, I think uh, people want to shop for individual units. They're not necessarily trying to buy multi-packs or whatever and so i think just to kind of be able to try to drive trial um being in store is going to be huge for us yeah 100 percent agree i also think the convenience channel for this product can be pretty interesting like harder to distribute a smaller volume so usually like less efficient in terms of um kind of getting product onto shelf but like i i feel like lenny and larry's it's definitely in retail but i've also seen it like they, I feel like they almost, I don't know if they dominate, but I feel like they're in so many gas stations mm -hmm. um, and little convenience shops. So it'll be an interesting channel as well. Um, yeah, man. Any, I think one more thing that we like to ask all of our, our guests is just how they subscribe to wellness. So I guess just while you're, you're managing elite suites, what are a few healthy habits that you're focused on on a weekly basis um, that keep you energized and focused for the business? Yeah, I think um, one thing definitely I've been trying to prioritize more sleep. I know it sounds yeah. so simple, but uh, man, even today, I didn't, I didn't, I woke up really early, uh, just kind of get my day started early because I had a bunch of meetings and stuff this morning and 
I just didn't get the the high quality sleep I wanted. And man, I really felt <laughs> I felt it earlier this morning. And so I think uh, little things like uh, like sleep and just working out, man, I think since kind of my weight loss journey, uh, you know, physical activity, uh, sports has always been kind of part of my DNA. And so just making sure that that's usually what I uh, that's part of my daily routine and rituals, you know, wake up ready and go get my workout in before anything because you know that's to me that's the hardest part of the day so I like to, to to start my day with like I guess a big win or accomplishment um and so that and just kind of like eating better I'm, I'm trying to be more health conscious uh with you know what I eat trying to put the right things in my body because at the end of the day man that all pays dividends uh not just today but in the long term and so um, I know it sounds simple and basic, but I think, you know, as simple as just getting good sleep, you know, getting some physical activity every day. And then, um, obviously just being conscious of what you put in your body recently, I've been on like a fast and I, you know, I feel great doing that. I've enjoyed it. Uh, so those are kind of my, uh, my little things, my, uh, healthy habits, I guess, for the day. Love it. Love it. Those are great ones. I think sleep me, me as well has been like a huge focus. Um, I still feel like it's like slightly untapped in terms of like CPG products, like support, like I think there's definitely been some great products that have come on the market, kind of CBD, the, the, the BM stuff I really like. Um, but just in terms, I think it's like a space where there can still be quite a bit of innovation. I love eight. Like I've heard great things about eight sleep. I don't personally own one of those mattresses. They're quite expensive, but people who have them like swear by them, love them um but yeah it'll be interesting to see kind of what happens with sleep um just generally i think it could be really interesting in terms of cpg entrepreneurship kind of 100 percent right it seems like the focus is always on the energy products but not right. the more important right. byproduct of you know more sleep <laughs> yeah no 100 percent. well thanks a lot for joining um really appreciate the conversation and best of luck thanks for having me i really appreciate it Today's episode is brought to you by our newest partner, Element. Element is a tasty electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing you don't. That means a science-backed electrolyte ratio with none of the junk, no sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, no gluten, no fillers, no BS. I've personally been using Element for nearly six months now daily, and it's not only the cleanest hydration powder in terms of function, but I love the taste, especially the citrus and watermelon flavors. Element supports a low-carb lifestyle and will boost your performance and recovery regardless of if you're a serious athlete or a weekend warrior. So head to drinkelement.com slash subscribing to wellness. That's drinklmnt.com slash subscribing to wellness for a special introductory deal on your first order. You won't regret it. Thanks everyone for listening to today's episode. Feel free to rate, review, and share the podcast. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to wellness. If you'd like to sponsor us, please see the supporter link in our podcast bio. We hope everyone has a great rest of week filled with wellness, and we'll see you next time.